Welcome to the Balance Code Podcast, a place where you have permission to step outside the hamster wheel of day-to-day life and learn tools to create more balance. My name is Katie Ressler. I'm a licensed therapist and burnout and hidden grief specialist. I support ambitious, goal-driven people who are ready to get off the one-way train to burnout and start to enjoy life again to the fullest. Oh, and by the way, I'm a mom of three, an expat living in Germany who's still learning the language, and an entrepreneur. Living my balance code is what keeps me able to work in incredible ways without burning out. So let's find your balance code. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm interviewing Stephanie Ward to talk about how to create real connection in the digital world we're living in. Now, Stephanie is a business and marketing mentor for business owners who want to transform their work for more ease, fulfillment, and profit. She started Firefly Coaching in 2002 and serves clients all over the world. She's an American living in the Netherlands since 1999 and has an undergraduate degree in business management and a master's degree in communication, both from the University of Oklahoma. As I shared today's episode, Stephanie came into my life as I was seeking a business mentor. Her ability to make you feel like you're the only person in the room and you're still online, as well as the fact that she really impacted me by handwriting a letter and sending it to me after our call. And I thought, who does that anymore? It was amazing. I knew she was the perfect person to talk to about today's topic, how to really create real connection when we're all stuck kind of in the online space. Now, if you're not a business owner, don't worry. We don't talk about that all the time. We talk about the workplace. We talk about our personal lives. We talk about relationships online through social media. So I know that you will get something out of today's episode. Well, let's dive in. Welcome, Stephanie, to the Balance Code podcast. I'm excited to have you on here and talking about real connection in what has become a very digital world. Even when we're really next to each other, we're like a lot on our phones and like, it just feels like things are starting to shift. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Stephanie, and we're going to dive into this, our own experiences, our professional experiences on um, how to start developing real connection again, because I think we've lost some skill sets. I agree. And thank you for having me. I'm super happy to be here as well. So I'm a marketing and business mentor, helping small business owners connect with clients in a way that doesn't feel creepy or weird. So this is exactly what I'm talking about all the time, making authentic connections as a human and not as a as a non-human. That's what I do. And from day one, since 2002, when I started my business, I have been an advocate of building relationships and having authentic connections. So this is just totally my wheelhouse and I'm super excited to dive in. Yeah, I knew when I wanted to talk about this that I wanted you on the podcast because when we met years ago, we were talking about the potential of me working with you as a business coach. And though we didn't end up moving forward, you hand wrote me a letter, put it in the mail, pulled it out. Didn't it have like glitter in it? I just, I remember it having glitter come out (laughs) and it was just like magical. And I thought, this is amazing. Like you don't get handwritten letters much anymore. And especially from someone that you just had kind of like an interview with. And I was so grateful for that. That stayed with me. We don't have that even with our friends anymore sometimes, right? Like that piece of real connection. And that was handwritten connection 
is going. So now you live in the Netherlands, correct? Mm -hmm. Correct. Okay. I'm in Germany. What are you noticing where you live and just in your network, how people have started to pull away from really connecting? I think there's a lot of different reasons, things going on, you know, the digital world, everything's online, can connect so easily. And we're just like kind of addicted to our phones, you know? So like, it's one of those things, it's it's so easy to get distracted and forget what's important. And you can, you know, bring that back with some simple rules, but what's causing it? What's the underlying thing? I mean, you know, there's epidemic of loneliness worldwide, also in the US, in Europe, everywhere, people are more alone than ever, although we're more connected than ever. So it's a bit of a paradox. But I think it's really about making a decision to give your care and your attention to someone. And it's, it's, Somehow, I don't know, it's just gotten lost. So it's, it's if you make a conscious choice to do that, I mean, which is our most precious asset time and our attention. And when you share that with someone, it, it can make such a difference. And it really doesn't take that long. And it's so easy just to say thank you. You don't have to send a note in the mail, although I love doing that and I encourage people to do that. You can also send a voice text. You can send a written text. I mean, an email also works, you know, (laughs) anything to express your gratitude and appreciation of someone else if they've helped you or if they've supported you or if you just, you know, think they're awesome. and You just want to tell them that. Yeah, I think we all are lacking that encouragement in our lives. We don't really feel like we have a lot of cheerleaders in our court. Mm. And because we weren't really probably raised to be our own cheerleaders right? Then it's that feeling of like, I feel quite isolated and alone. So I love what you're saying. Like, say when you're grateful for someone, like put put it out there, say when you're thankful, it can be small things, it can be big things. One of the pieces that I've really noticed from my clients and my friendship circle, and I fall victim to this too, we stop listening. Mm. It is very easy when you're on the phone with somebody to also do five other things at the same time. You know, you can just put in your little AirPods or, you know, a headpiece in and you're just like off doing other things while listening. Mm-hmm. And we don't give our time and attention. Like maybe we used to, when you sit down at a coffee shop with a friend and go, let's, let's just talk about life. Let's talk about, you know, all these things. So what are you noticing about just communication skills in general? Are mm-hmm. people comfortable listening to each other? Like, what do you think is going on? Cause since this is your wheelhouse, I'd love yeah. to hear well, I think it's what you said, you know, we're all so desperate and interested in receiving affirmation and support. And so we're thirsty, although this is a Sarah quote of standing knee deep in a river and dying of thirst. Mm-hmm. It's, you're surrounded. It's right here. And yeah. one thing that many people have said is when you're in need of something, sometimes the best thing you can do is to give that very thing. So if you're feeling lonely or disconnected, then reach out to someone and be that one that says something to someone else. And, you know, it has to start somewhere. So I always say give first, give and forget, you know, don't keep a record, don't keep a track of the things that you're, you know, I called her why she hasn't called me just, you know, give from a place of love and support, because that will also nurture you in the end. That's not why you're doing it, right? You don't, it's not, it's not keeping score. But when you are helpful and caring and giving your attention and listening to someone, it does give you a good feeling as well, because we all, that's a human need, want to be heard and acknowledged and validated. If you're face-to-face with someone, it's hard to look at your phone, right? Or do something that's distracting. You can ask someone, I need your 100% full attention from you right now. Could you just 
sit down and look out the window and not do anything else and just hear me for a minute. Yeah. And also asking people, and I'm guilty of this, I know, because I'm like a huge, I, I think, you know, I have resources, solutions, I'm a huge fixer. Like you tell me what's wrong, I've got a hundred solutions for you. But to ask people if they need just to be heard, do you just need an ear or do you want a solution or do you want to brainstorm ideas? So give them the choice to say, no, I just, can you just listen for a minute? I just need to let this out. And that you just sit quietly and say, I hear you. Oh, that does sound difficult. Wow. I can imagine it's hard. And if they say, no, I really would love some ideas, then you do that. Yeah. I have a couple of friends that are in my close circle and they're the best at modeling the question like, well, how do you need support right now? Or what type of support do you need? Because I might go about my whole day and they're very quick before they go into advice giving or fix it or, you know, let me explode with my own stuff. They're like, what is it you need right now? And that's a powerful question because you're like, wait, hold on. Yeah. (laughs) Just need to vent or do I need, you know, that support? So what I'm hearing you saying is we also find that we need to model it for others, even with the sense of like, hey, I need this in my life. Let me model this again. Yes. So I can attract it back to myself. That can be really challenging because you said it like, so it's got to start somewhere. Why not with you? Mm -hmm. But in that moment, you're like, why can't they just do it for me? Yeah. I need it. Yeah, hundred percent. And this, this is a connected issue. I think is that we all need to be willing to ask for what we need. Yeah. Ask for what you need. Ask the question. Don't think people can read your mind. They can't and they don't, and they're not. So <laughs> just give that up. It, it won't happen. Advocating for yourself and asking for what you need doesn't mean you're always going to get it, but you're sure as heck not going to get it if you don't ask and you're not aware of yourself of what you need. So that has to do with learning to understand who you are and then getting the courage, build it. It's just a skill like any muscle, like any other, the more you do it, the easier it gets. The same with boundaries and saying no, you know, if you are used to asking for what you want and you're well aware that the answer could be yes, no, or maybe, and you're fine with all of the answers, right? So if someone says no, they say thank you for, you know, considering it and you move on. There's so much in there, but it's it's it all comes back to you. It all starts with you anyway. It starts and ends with you. So the more you can be aware of what you want and then practice asking for it, you know, start with people that are safe, that you know, that you really love that can maybe be more gentle. But you'll get so good at it if someone just says no, period, which is a sentence and a full answer, you'll say okay. Yeah, definitely. I'm noticing the trend with social media over the last 10 years. We're so easily able to share everything, Mm. put it all out there. And we forget that there are human beings reading it. And so often when, when we get on the phone or in person with a friend, we immediately go into blah, let me share all my stuff. And we don't go, Hey, do you have a moment? Or like, I've got, I got some heavy stuff. Can I talk with you? Because we're just used to that instant gratification of I can share it anytime, mm-hmm. anywhere, how I want. Yeah, That piece, I think of real connection, respecting boundaries. You just said the boundaries piece. And that made me think of like, ah, it's a two-way street, right? Like, hey, how can I support you? But also I have some stuff I, I need to share. Are you, do you have the time right now? Like yeah. Stephanie, are you like, if you're like, I've got to get off this call and I'm going to be like, well, then maybe I'm not going to. Yeah dump my stuff on you right before your call and go talk tonight. A hundred percent. And it's not even just the time because there's also the capacity and energy. Like what if 
my aunt just died or what, you know, what if my husband just lost his job? Like it's time and energy. These are all things that are connected and asking permission and saying, is this a good time for you? And, and then hearing the answer and it's quite helpful to understand. Then it makes you realize, Hey, yeah, other people are going through that stuff too. And I'm, you know, I bet there's someone else that you could talk to about it, you know, and then then you can move on and ask someone else. And that's part of building a community and nurturing your friendships and deepening relationships, which is not only showing up when there's a problem, yeah. be there for the good times, but also be there for them. It's relationships are built over time and they can't happen overnight and they require time and tension and energy so that even someone that you're not in touch with a lot, maybe once a year even, but you've built something up over years. If you called them and said, I need you to be at my front door in 30 minutes and be like, okay, you know, yeah. like they're not going to ask because they know you would never ask that if you didn't need, you know, 1 million percent need it. Yeah, definitely. So let's now go into the fact that a lot of us have coworkers we've never met because it's all on Zoom and things are so international now. Or like you and I, we have clients we've actually never met in person. How can we start to develop a real connection when we're not even able to like see each other face to face? You know, it's basically just the screen in front of us all the time. I think for me, it helps to have different channels and modalities. So this is like the closest you're going to get with a video and audio with someone. And there's just voice only. You can send video messages that are recorded. And then so it's not in real time. It's asynchronous. You can do text, like you already mentioned, sending something, a note in the mail, sending gifts in the mail, like things that you can do to mix it up. Because that's kind of what happens in real life, right? You, you are in different situations. We meet in a cafe. We meet in the office. We meet at an event. So there's different feelings, different experiences. Some are longer, some are shorter. So Brene Brown talks about this building relationships. It's about building trust over time. And it's all in these little moments. It's not one huge thing where I'm like, Katie, can you please do this enormous thing for me? And you did it. And it's like, okay, now I can trust her. It's all of these little things where, you know, she's showing me along the way that I can trust her and she's there and we show up for each other. So I think the channel and the method isn't as important as the consistency and maybe mixing it up a little bit just to keep it fresh. What I hear you saying is like, let the technology work for you. Yes. You know, like if you can do, like if you've got Voxer and you can do a Vox and then you can do a, like a video little response to something, that's kind of fun. Like that shifts the way that changes up the communication. Now, some of you are like, oh my God, if they all my employees or all my coworkers did, that would be too much. But maybe you have somebody on your team you're working with closely and you want to build that trust. You're right. It's things like that. We would have met in the break room for coffee and been like, how was Saturday? How did that right. go? Right? Yeah. We don't get those touch point moments anymore. Yeah. And we don't get those, you know, times where, especially if they're like no screen on, it's just audio. You don't get to look in their eyes and go, you look like you're going through something. How can I support, you know, or should I take some things off of your project load? I've got this. We don't get that often. So I like the idea of make it work for you. Make technology work for your connection with people. Yeah. And you can also do like a conscious check-in, like once a month or every two weeks, where at the beginning of any meeting, you're like, let's just go around and let's just share like maybe a highlight and a low light or, you know, a medium light or whatever kind of lights you want to share, just so that you stay connected with knowing, you know, that 
Suzanne's kid just left for college and Robert's wife just got her medical degree, you know, like whatever, so that we can cheer each other on and celebrate what's happening and support each other if it's a difficult time. And also just since the world happens to be on fire right now, if you need to discuss that as well, like how that's affecting you personally or your community. I love that you bring that up because often we just go into the like, okay, compartmentalize it, but it's always impacting us. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we're consuming information constantly because of this digital world. And it's hard to just turn that off and to go like, okay, let's act like everything's fine and go into this 90 minute work meeting. It's like, mm, I like how you said like, let's maybe have a, a time to just, you know, check in and then get to the workplace. I think that's really beneficial. What about cultural differences with real connection? Mm. We get this experience right now. Like, what is the cultural differences that you notice that maybe we should be a little more aware of or ask questions? Like, yeah, from your own experience in your own personal life. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been fortunate to work with people from multiple, multiple, multiple cultures and countries and communities. And I am not an expert at all in every single culture at all. I have friends who are, I am not. I think this goes back to what we're talking about before listening, you know, talking less than you, uh, listening more than you talk, follow the person's lead. You know, if you're not sure, if you meet someone from another culture and you're not sure how things go, for example, the Dutch in general are very direct, right? They'll just tell you, hey, your shirt's ripped. Can't you afford uh, some clothes? I mean, the first time I heard that, I was like on the floor, like, did that person just say but that's totally normal here so you know you may have some clues about a culture but if you don't just follow their lead mirror what they're sharing if they share you know about the weather or the food follow that and see where it goes you can always test things if you ask a question and it, and it seems like they're taking it back you can say oh i'm sorry that might have come out too harsh or i'm just you know i'm from this culture or this culture and we talk like that here so i apologize let's change the subject or something. So, you know, if you do go into a, you know, swerve off the road, don't cover it up and try to act like nothing happened. Just say, oh, I feel like I've just kind of messed things up here. Or it feels kind of weird. Sorry. Let's get back on track. So do your best, listen more, ask questions. And if it goes wrong, just apologize in that moment. Don't try to sweep it under the rug. Yeah, definitely. Stay curious, right? Yeah. And be willing to be wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh I thought yeah. you guys were okay with this no no yeah. okay that's okay yeah <laughs> like, I think often we we don't like being wrong anymore we don't like getting it wrong or em- embarrassment that's really mm-hmm. what it is right we don't like to be embarrassed and it's like it's okay it's yeah. okay we all we all wave to that person and realize it's not somebody we actually know we've all done yes, it yes we're, and, and, and then tripped and then like we've all been there And it's going to continue to happen. Like we're going to be wrong. We're humans. It's going to happen a lot. And so embracing that and knowing that and saying, oh, I'm really trying here. I just totally screwed that up. And I'm sorry. And saying, I don't know is also 100%. Like I have no idea. Let me come back to you on that. No idea whatsoever. That's, that's a perfect, I'd rather someone tell me, I don't know, than make something up or, or fake it. Like, I mean, there's so much we don't know. In fact, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know anything. So it's just like coming from a place of curiosity and humility and willingness to learn and to be wrong and to apologize if you are. I think sometimes when we're in meetings or meetings on screen, like, hey, let's meet up. We live in two different countries. There's something about the screen and the camera 
that makes us sort of shift how we are or what we are because we're consuming content all the time from people, whether it be a podcast or a vlogger or things like that, where we see them a certain way and we feel like, okay, this is how you're supposed to be on camera. So sometimes Mm -hmm. the real connection is just being yourself fully in those moments too. And it can be hard to, to turn that off. It's like going to work, you know, like when you go into the office, you're not like in your pajamas and stuff. So I get it. It's very easy for us to shift those things, but how can you still bring your real vulnerable and authentic self? Of course, with boundaries, if you're in the Mm -hmm. workplace, you're not like everybody, everything that does happen, especially Mm -hmm. in America, but like you try to have those boundaries around all your personal life, but also to just, as you've mentioned, just, you know, share a bit about yourself, share when you're curiously wanting to know something, apologize if you feel like you've offended someone. Mm -hmm. All of this is what we would have done in real life. And I think the more that we, this is the digital world evolves, you know, all sorts of, I'm sure holograms and all these things that are going to evolve to things that can be in the home very easily. It's even more important for us to teach ourselves, but every generation that's coming, how to have real connection, how to really and how to ask questions and not think of your next answer. You know, like, oh, I'm asking you this so that I can then, you know, how to be present. And I I find, Stephanie, often that's because we're not comfortable being present in our own personal lives. I think you're 100% right about that. It's It does, again, this is leading back to what we said before. It, it starts with you. Like, if you can't sit quietly by yourself and be in that moment and you know the present moment the power of now Eckhart Tolle's book is one of the three of the holy trinity books in my life the other two are loving what is by Byron Katie and the four agreements by Miguel Ruiz but the power of now that's it like literally life only happens right now yes you think you have a memory of a past and you're worried about these things that are gonna happen in the future but really so if you're only ever in the past or only ever in the future you're totally missing your whole entire life yeah like my whole life right now is you. That's it. It's the two of us sitting here. There is nothing else going on. Like this is the moment. And if I'm thinking about, I have to get groceries later or I have to pick up the kids, or all these things. And I don't have kids, by the way, but <laughs> then it's, you're missing it. You're missing it. So what you're talking about presence, becoming more comfortable and joyful and accepting and embracing and staying in the present, it has a world of benefits, including that Usually in the present, there's not so much terrible going wrong. It's the past that's traumatizing us or this future idea of what's going to happen that's making us so stressed. So there's a lot more peace in the present as well. Yeah, no, I agree. One of the pieces to being present and that comfort is to understand all of you. Like again, the mistakes and the good and the bad, bad in quotations, right? Mm-hmm. We've been able to, to talk about things this way, but and online In the digital world, we can create a facade and we can pull away from who we really are. And as soon as someone really gets to really connect with us, it can be uncomfortable because it's like, oh, I have to say that thing to your face. Mm. (laughs) Like, ooh, (laughs) that's uncomfortable. So getting comfortable with ourselves, but then also really recognizing that it's healthy to have some filters around the things that we say to each other. It's healthy to have the filters around what we say to ourselves. Yeah. And I would add one more thing too. And this is again, up to everyone and how comfortable they feel and their own personal wishes and boundaries. But I keep, I'm, I'm, I'm on social media a lot and I'm visible and I'm a very private person. 
-hmm. I keep a lot of, so because it's precious to me. These are things that I don't want to share with anyone and I'm not going to share them with anyone. And it, unless, you know, you're in my intimate world, but so I don't put stuff out. So just my, my suggestion is consider what you're sharing and consider if that's something maybe you want to keep for yourself and your little group and for your, or just for yourself. You don't have to share everything. And remember that those things belong to you and you're not required to share them with anybody. I always laugh when I meet someone who's never, like we've never met for the first time in person. It's always been digital. And they're like, I feel like I know you. And then I'll say something like, I didn't know that you did that. Or I didn't know that you, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I had one go, I didn't know you had kids. And I was like, I know I talk about my kids a lot. Like as the kids are right beside me. Right, all of them. right. So for them, it's like, whoa, this, this identity I've created. So remember as well, in the digital world, you might feel like you have a real connection, but sometimes you don't really fully know that person. So this is, mm -hmm. we're coming like full circle now. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> How can you create real connection, but also recognize that some of the real connection is based off our own mindset about the person and what we believe and perceive. Mm -hmm. And that's why we get curious and ask the questions. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that we develop that real connection. 100%. And, you know, if you ever have a question or you're wondering, like, is this the right thing or is this the wrong thing or what do I do here? Just use the test of would I do this or say this to their face in person sitting yeah. in the coffee shop. Yeah. You know, it's somehow we for, we've gotten so used to like, again, I like what you said. And I do this as well. I let the technology work for you. Like, don't let it work you. You work it, you know, make it be your tool to support you and forget if you took away all the tools and you were just sitting with someone at a table with a cup of tea or coffee what would you say or do how would you act if someone told you something you know so it's, it's pretty easy just to you know come back to okay what's the human <laughs> response yeah. what would a human do and then also keep in mind not everything has to be public yeah, you can have a conversation. If you see something online that disturbs you or you want to inquire about or that you're not sure about, you want clarification on, you can send a personal message. You don't have to put it out there for everyone. You can send a private message saying, hey, I, was, I saw that and I was just wondering and then clarify privately. Not everything is needs to be a public conversation. Yeah, I think we go, oh, it sets the example. no. No, you're not here to save the day. It's okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Stephanie, it's been such a pleasure to have you and to have this conversation. If people want to connect with you and work with you, where can they find you? I've loved it too. Thank you, Katie. They can find me at fireflycoaching.com. That's my website. And I have a free searchable blog and a free report that you can download there. I also, I'm Firefly Coaching on most of the channels, Instagram. Love LinkedIn. That's a huge sleeper. Get on that if you're not on it a great channel and um, I'd love to connect. Yeah, definitely. And truly, as I said, I mean, Stephanie's authentic. You will be all that matters in her world in that moment. And it just feels amazing. So Stephanie, thank you for touching my life and impacting me. And I'm so grateful for the, the real connection we get to have through that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have a moment, please leave a rating or a review so that others can find this podcast who are looking for support just like you. Let's connect on Instagram at katie.russler or 
at Balance Code Podcast, or check down in the show notes to find ways that we can work together and see other offerings that I have for you at this time. And as always, here's to finding our balance code.